Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I help changemakers grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. To do that, I teach you to gain expertise in grant writing and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance grant writer and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. Well, in this week's podcast, we are talking about imposter syndrome. (laughs) And you may not have heard of that term before, or you may have um, seen it getting kicked around on social media and the like, and you're like, okay, I'm seeing that. Now, what is that all about? So today, I'm going to explain what it is, what the different types of imposter syndrome are. Yes, there are five different types, and how you can overcome them. Now, why is this important? Well, you are going to learn how to gain confidence in approaching clients or funding sources. You will learn how to believe in yourself and your business or your nonprofit, and you can become the person you really are. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes we don't really live in our full purpose, right? We don't really live in the full person that we know we want to be and can be because we have this little fear holding us back. And that fear is really tied up to the things we're going to talk about today called imposter syndrome. All right, so if you are tired of getting in your own way, if you are not confident in submitting a grant application, and if you are not confident in securing nonprofit clients or partnerships, then you are definitely going to want to listen to this podcast. All right, guys, so before I get into it today, I just want to give a shout out um, for the sponsor of this podcast, and this podcast sponsor is our freelance grant writing master course from Grant Writing and Funding. It is starting up. I'm super excited. We did push back the launch date just a little bit. Um, because I went ahead and I opened up a 14-day Foundations to Freelance Grant Writing Facebook challenge, which has been a lot of fun. So if you are not in that group, definitely go out to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 136, and I have the link there so you can join. We've been doing different videos, Facebook Lives, downloadables, and this is all for you guys. It's all to show you kind of a sneak peek, too, of what you would be learning in the Freelance Grant Writing Master Course and to really get you guys on fire so by the end of two weeks you are ready to go so even if you missed we're going into about the fifth day here so even if you've missed some of it no worries you can jump on and from the pin at the top you can see all of the different things that we've been doing and you can jump right into it of course we have our big foundations to freelance grant writing three tips to launch and grow a business live webinar on September 9th 2020 at 3.30 Eastern Standard um, Time. So definitely jump on. Once again, go to grantwritingandfunding.com to see the webinar and how you can sign up for it so you are notified of this webinar. It will be live and I'm going to share the three tips to launch and grow a freelance grant writing business. So please sign up for that. uh, Grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 136 to go see where you can get in the Facebook challenge and get on the live webinar. 
And remember, you guys, I only open my course, my freelance grant writing master course, once or twice a year. This is going to be the last time for 2020. So please do jump on. Once again, the doors will be closing September 13th. So you're definitely going to want to jump on soon. You can check out the webinar for more information, the Facebook challenge, and do enroll in the course because it will be the last one of 2020 for freelance grant writing. And it's been really fun. We already have a bunch of people in the Facebook group. We have people, um, lots of people chimed in the other day on Facebook Live. I even had Anna who was like, I watched this twice. It was so great. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun to see all the positivity and the people just responding and interacting and really, really getting clear on what type of business they want to open for their freelance grant writing company, right? Because you can work with different types of nonprofits. And I go over that in video number two. And getting clear too on um, really what they want to bring to the table. And a lot of that's reflected in what we're going to talk about today because if you're clear on your values, then you can get really clear on overcoming imposter syndrome. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. So what is imposter syndrome? You may have heard this term kicked around on social media, podcasts, books, and more, but it is real. According to Very Well Mind, imposter syndrome is defined as, quote, the experience of feeling like a phony. You feel as though at any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud, like you don't belong where you are, and you only get there through dumb luck, end quote. All right, <laughs> I love that explanation of it. It's like straight up. <laughs> So originally coined in the 1970s by psychologists, this term, imposter syndrome, was geared mostly toward highly achieving women. However, I find that this notion, even though it was coined only 50 years ago, has been around for a long, long time, and it almost seems like it's part of human nature and not just for women. I have seen people hold themselves back and applying for grants, opening a business, even asking a guy or a girl out due to imposter syndrome. How do I know? Well, I have experienced imposter syndrome, and sometimes it still rears up its little ugly head, but at least I've gotten to the point where I can see it for what it is and say, is that fear popping up or is that a red flag? Let's dissect that. So I'm going to point out the five different types of imposter syndrome. This is important to see if any of these or more than one has held you back in the past or even right now in the present. When we can really identify what is driving that overwhelming feeling or that little feeling in your gut where you aren't sure why you can't take action, then and only then can you overcome it. So number one, the perfectionist. Yikes. I have been so guilty of this one. Now, if you have ever taken any types of strengths assessment and have been identified as a high achiever, you may have experienced perfectionist imposter syndrome. What is it all about? It's when you set exceedingly high goals for yourself and don't meet them. Even if you meet 50% or 75% of the goal, you might go into a downward spiral and think that you are not worthy because you did not meet your big audacious goal. How do you know if you might be a perfectionist experiencing imposter syndrome? You have a hard time delegating. Nobody can do it like you. However, you can't clone yourself, although you wish you could. This leads into not getting everything done that you want to do. Or when you miss your high mark and you automatically think, I'm not cut out for this, and feel a sense of personal shame. This makes it hard to put yourself out there. And for you grant writers, maybe you don't get all the grants awarded. Oh my gosh, I must not be cut out for grant writing. Okay, this is what the thoughts that might go through your head if you're a perfectionist. 
You think your work should be perfect. And because of that, you procrastinate a lot of time and end up not moving forward. So maybe you spent the time writing the grant, went back and forth, it's still not perfect, and then you missed the deadline. All right? Or maybe you know you should be opening your business and you really want to get it going, but first you want to invest $10,000 into, into a website and a million dollars into this and into that before you even open it, right? So these are the types of things that can hold you back. I just want to get this proposal perfect and you spend three or four weeks writing it up and that nonprofits have already gone to another freelancer because you were taking way too long. So how do you get over perfectionist imposter syndrome? Make sure you celebrate all the wins, even if that win is a failure. You tried and you did it. Maybe it didn't work, but at least you got something out there in the world. Make sure you celebrate your tries. Another way to get over perfectionist imposter syndrome, push yourself to act before you are ready. Yes, this is gonna feel uncomfortable, but you gotta do it. I've done this even before with courses, before I'm even done with creating my courses, I release them as beta courses. I let my tribe know that I will be finishing the course in real time as the students take it so I can learn from them and how to tweak it. This has helped me see if there's any market in something before I spend the time creating it. So remember, action most of the time is so much better than perfection. And of course, finally, how you can get over perfectionist imposter syndrome. Get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you. You need a family, right? All right, so let's move on to the next type of imposter syndrome, the expert. The expert imposter syndrome is when you believe you must become an expert in all knowledge, and if you don't know one little thing, it brings up failure and shame. So you might be experiencing ex expert imposter syndrome if you refuse to move forward in doing something unless you can check off all the requirements. You have years of experience in a field, but still feel like you don't know a lot. Or you feel really squeamish when others call you an expert. So how do you get over expert imposter syndrome? Finish up that grant and send it off, right? Do not put it off for another year, hoping to keep improving your grant writing skills. Even if the grant does not get awarded, you can ask for feedback so next year it is better, or you might actually get that grant awarded. Just move forward. Or, you know, take a certification of or, or a course if you really need it, right? Maybe you don't have any grant writing experience at all. I'm not saying that you're suffering from expert imposter syndrome. You do need to get more expertise, right? But there comes a level, if you already take your certification, you already take your course, then you need to start applying it right away. Maybe that doesn't mean getting the highest paid gigs to write grants, but it could mean volunteering or doing an internship at a nonprofit so you can start writing more grants to get the expertise. But after a year or two, and after you've written quite a few grants, move up, okay? And finally, get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you. Number three, the soloist. It's you against the world. <laughs> to make it to the top, you must do it yourself and getting help or advice means failure. All right, that's the solo soloist kind of definition. So you might be experiencing soloist imposter syndrome if you often avoid getting help. Inclusion, forget it. That means people will think that you don't know what you're doing, <clears throat> even if you don't know what you're doing. Or you get irritated when people offer help. Are they out to sabotage you or are they weak? 
These are the thoughts that run through your mind. How to get over soloist imposter syndrome? Well, in the wise words of Brene Brown, and this was through a great interview with her and Oprah Winfrey, which um, is on Oprah's super, what is it? Super Soul Sessions, I believe, is what the podcast is called. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's one of the most recent ones that just came out with Brene Brown. And um, it was actually, I think, recorded a long time ago, but she's just released it on her podcast, and it's fantastic. But here's a quote from Brene Brown. Um, and if you guys don't know her, she is amazing. She talks about vulnerability. Um, just, yeah, amazing lady. She says, quote, When you cannot ask for help without self-judgment, you are never really offering help without judgment, end quote. Oh, yeah. Let that one settle in for a minute. Once again, I'm going to repeat that. It's so good. I got to say it twice. When you cannot ask for help without self-judgment, you are never really offering help without judgment. All right, so we all love to help people, but if you can't ask for help without being judgy about it, then you know what? You're never really offering it without being judgy about it. Ouch. All right, so how else can you get over it? You can delegate some work to someone. Yes, even if it's setting up a system in your house where you share responsibility. Stop doing it all so you can focus on relaxing a little bit here and there. Without some time off, you are going to burn out. And of course, get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you. I hope you're hearing that mantra at the end of all of these. All right, let's move on to our next one. The natural genius. All right, you pick up an instrument for the first time, and in your mind, it's going to sound amazing, but then the music comes out as noise, not music. Ugh. You must not have a natural ability to be a musician. So you tell yourself and everyone around you that for the rest of your life, right, this is what you're saying for the rest of your life, um, you're not a musician and you never pick up an instrument again. The natural genius imposter syndrome is thinks that if you aren't immediately able to pick something up, then you must not be able to ever achieve success in that domain. And I get it. This is often exasperated by teachers and parents. For example, you may have written a very creative poem when you were in third grade, so your teacher said you were a talented writer. You believe this, so you have more fun and you're focused on your creative writing because you're getting that positive affirmation, and you end up becoming a good creative writer. So, I mean, this, this can, exasperation can be a good thing. But on the other hand, right, the opposite can be true. Maybe the first time you took a ballet class and you couldn't keep up because you were tired. And then from there on, your parents might have said that you're just not coordinated. You believe them and never go any further into sports or dance. So you might be experiencing natural genius imposter syndrome if you aren't perfect the first time you try something and you think it just must not be for you. You have a track record of getting everything perfect, so not getting this one thing right means you should just give it up. You don't like the idea of having a mentor, coach, or tutor because that means you will need to try hard to get something right. And if it isn't easy, you won't even try it. So how to get over natural genius imposter syndrome? Stop comparing yourself to other people. You aren't going to pick up a pen and know how to write a grant if you've never written one before. Be okay with being one step further tomorrow than you are today in learning a new skill. Be okay and celebrate small learning increments. Maybe you learned the G in the grants formula today. That is a huge win in making you a better grant writer today and tomorrow. And of course, get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you. Okay, so number five, our last imposter syndrome, the superwoman or superman. You gotta do it all. 
On top of that, you gotta do it all with flying colors. This is another one that I have actually suffered with a lot. I love words of affirmation, and when I am recognized with doing things well, it makes me work even harder. There is nothing initially wrong with this. However, it quickly becomes an issue if I find myself worth behind these roles, and the work I love to do starts to suffer, because I'm just doing too much. For example, I have now learned to limit myself to serving on one or two nonprofit boards at a time. As a grant writer, you're going to be asked to always serve on nonprofit board of directors. <laughs> but what I have found out is that if I stretch myself too thin, then I am not able to focus on my business or even on some of my personal values. So what do I mean by this? One of my highest values for my life is health and vitality. And to feel successful that I'm living fully in that value, I love working out at least five days a week. Taking the time to exercise and get my mind right before I start my day has been vital to me for decades. If I don't take this time for myself, I get edgy and irritable and I start feeling less creative and I even feel a little foggy. So it's very important to me to be successful for the rest of my day and everything I do, I need to take that time and health and vitality and having that, that set aside time of working out. But if I'm taking on too many roles and trying to do it all right, being the superwoman, then I inevitably will lose that time for myself, right? I'm not gonna have the time to work out because I'm up late working on things, trying to get everything done and trying to be like 100% in flying colors on everything I do. So then getting up early in the morning is really hard to do. So I have had to learn how to say no. Plus, I have felt my ego when people ask me to take on tasks and I immediately wanna say yes. I, you know, I get that little high. But I have to check my ego and say, okay, before I'm going to say yes, I'm going to say these two things. So these are the two things that I like to say in response to serving on boards. So the first thing I like to say is, let me first check my schedule. Or I straight up say, I already serve on a board this year, so I'm committing my time and energy to that one. Maybe next year we can talk again. Believe you me. People are going to respect that. So don't be scared to say no. You can say no in a different way where people are like, oh, wow, if she's going to commit all her time and energy and she, you know, she's being honest that she's not going to burn out, we actually want her next year. You know, like we're really excited to have her next year, even if she can't serve right now. They're not going to be offended when you answer in those ways or if you let, you know, you say, hey, I need to check my schedule first. And that just gives you the time and space to really go back and say, is this really going to be? yes do I really have the time for this you know am I really being able to reach all my values with everything I have on my plate right now so those are great things you know before you say yes always give yourself space to really make sure you can commit to it if I am scattered and I'm all over the place because I'm doing five million things and trying to do them all well then I'm not taking care of myself or meeting my highest values so you might be experiencing superwoman or superman imposter syndrome if you stay later at work compared to everyone else or you show up way earlier, even though you realize you are not taking care of your needs. Maybe you haven't had fun in a long time because you are too busy. And oh man, that was me for a long time. I'll have fun next year. <laughs> That's a terrible way to live. Or you say yes to everything and anything before taking time to consider that by saying that yes, you're actually saying no to you. So how do you get over superwoman or man imposter syndrome? Well, make sure you know what your values are. 
first, right? Write down your values and see if you really are reaching them. If not, it is time to reprioritize your life. So even if you've already committed to something, if it's gonna throw you out of whack now that you actually sat down and took the time for it, go back and say, you know what? I said yes to this, but it looks like I'm not gonna be able to do it anyways. There is no shame in that. There's actually a lot of respect and a lot of drive in that. All right, the next thing, start saying a polite no to everything that comes your way until you stop feeling so overwhelmed. Remember, your work or effort will start diminishing if you keep saying yes to everything. And finally, get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you. So to sum it all up today, imposter syndrome wears many hats and comes with many masks. But you will not allow yourself to live in your full life of confidently applying for grants, writing grants, or even owning your own business if you cannot overcome this syndrome. You may have noticed that I put get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you as a solution in overcoming all the different imposter syndrome types. This is extremely important as we need accountability and to get called out when we get in our own way. It's easy to start making excuses to ourselves if no one else hears those excuses. So be sure to find a like-minded group of individuals who will push you in a positive manner. Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, masterminds, memberships, coaching, mentoring, and other types of community are so good in making sure you overcome imposter syndrome. But first, it is important to identify it like we've done today. So as I restate the different types of imposter syndrome, think of what you might suffer from and need to overcome. And if you want to, that community to, to connect with, make sure you post it in our Foundations to Freelance Grant Writing Facebook group. Just go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 136 to get the link. All right, so what are the five ones? I'm just gonna sum them up one more time. Number one is the perfectionist. Remember, you have to have everything right. And if you don't hit your crazy goal, then you must be a failure. So you need to overcome that. <laughs> Number two, the expert. You need to have expert in all the knowledge for years and years and years before you can take any action. The soloist, you gotta do it all by yourself. Micromanaging is what you do. You need to overcome that, you guys, if you're actually gonna move forward. The natural genius, just because you're not good at it the first time, you think you're gonna be awful at it the rest of your life. Nope, you might be have natural genius in some areas of your life, but you can definitely become amazing at other things once you actually put them forward. Remember you guys, practice makes progress. All right, and of course, finally, the superwoman or superman. You gotta do it all, like 100,000%. Saying yes is what brings you joy, but then you realize, oh my gosh, I took on way too much. All right, so learn how to say no. And of course, for all of those, get a tribe around you that supports you and pushes you. All right, guys, so once again, Jump on the webinar next week, September 9th. It's a Wednesday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if this is way past September 9th when you're listening to it, just go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com to see um, when we're having our next webinar. All right, guys, I hope to see you very, very soon, especially next week on September 9th. And remember that Freelance Grant Writing course is opening soon, so you can definitely get on the wait list as well. I'll have all the information at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 136. Thank you again for listening this week, and I'll be on next week with something juicy. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye.